1: This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. activated.
2: activated. activated.
1: Download initiated. Initiation. Your quantum journey, a transformation, begins in three, two, two,
2: two, 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 one.
0: Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actis, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisper, and Mr. Action himself. Here at Life Transformation Radio, we are committed to share more about real life, love, the power of positivity, romance, and of course, laughter. We care about helping others find their internal drive and purpose. We celebrate life's challenges and overcoming them. On the show, my guests are amazing people who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of transformation. My guest today, she does just that. Today in this episode, Eve Garofo Morelli and I discuss how the things we go through are necessary for us to evolve. She's a 45-year-old woman with a New Yorker accent and she's been on a spiritual journey consciously since the age of 16. She says love is her religion and realizing she is a child of God, as well as someone that is always evolving to be better herself. Eve, welcome to Life Transformation Radio.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So you do a bunch of stuff, but I got to say, we got to start things off with the one that I was most curious about. It's called toe reading. Uh yeah, I definitely have to experience that. Is that is that like palm reading?
1: Kind of, yes. So our feet um, kind of transcribe our journey. They record everything we go through. And um, each little trial or tribulation, each hurdle we go over is definitely documented in our feet. So each toe represents something different. Each bump, each deep line... Um, all has something to say.
0: Wow, that that's amazing. So one of the things that we want to talk about today is how you go through life and you have challenges and trials and tribulations and you say that they're necessary for us to evolve. Is that where your transformation of your life came through? Was your trials and tribulations?
1: Yes, um, I agree with that statement. You know, I was 16 when I consciously, Consciously started this journey. And it was because I was, had like no self worth. I was really, um, give like, I gave a lot of pushback towards authority. I didn't really know who I was at the time. I had just moved out of my mom's house and into my dad's house. And I slowly began to look within. I slowly, beginning to understand myself and the lack of love that I had for myself and not to put any blame on my mom or my dad. Um, but you know, I came from a household that was in a verbally, physically abusive household that the parents were not present. Um, my dad started his spiritual journey when he got divorced from my mom. And so when they're not 16, he already was on his journey and he was able to guide me to places that I didn't realize that I needed to visit.
0: Wow. Okay. Tell me more about that. Places you didn't know. So this is stuff you didn't know that you didn't know. So you probably are saying that you weren't spiritual as you were growing up. You had some very challenging time growing up. And then all of a sudden. Things open up for you, and now you're on a spiritual journey? Yeah,
1: basically. Journey? Um, you know, I grew up Catholic in the Catholic religion, and I love my experience with the church. You know, I didn't have a negative experience with the church. It really brought me together with my grandfather and my grandmother. Um, I did the whole communion, catechism thing, picked my confirmation name. But when I stepped into the spiritual world, and I got introduced to my first guru, um, Alma, the Hugging Saint, she's from India, um, she, what she does is she travels the world and she gives divine hugs and she embraces you in the moment. She pulls you into her chest and she either chants, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter, um, or my son, my son, my son, or my darling, my darling, my darling, darling. But in that moment in being embraced in her arms at the age of 16, was the most profound moment for me because it was like complete and total bliss and unconditional love that I never felt before. And that just kind of ignited my passion. I wanted more. I wanted to learn more. I wanted this feeling of love and bliss all the time. So I just kept going more within. I kept looking at why I was so angry or why this person would trigger me and what it really meant for me internally.
0: Now, you had to trust yourself in that, in that you have the belief of the Catholic Church, and now you're opening your eyes and your heart and your soul to a more universal principle. Was that a challenge for you at such a young age? At it 16? absolutely
1: was, especially because of um, how I grew up in, um, like, my mom's... She's like, I hope you're not involved in a cult. <laughs> so... <laughs> I had to just stay on my journey and because of my experience I had to just stay true to myself and I knew what I was feeling and going through and I knew how blissful I felt when I was in these um different accommodations in these different rooms and around these different people and how much love and light there was and how it was changing me and how it was affecting me and that was the biggest outcome because to see where I was 16 now, 30 years later, well, 29, to see what a difference in myself and how I've continued to grow and how I, not only have I learned to step into my power and speak my truth and live my life for me, and I don't wanna say not care about the rest of the world, cause I have compassion and empathy for the rest of the world, but I no longer try to fit myself into a box to fit into other people's lives. I no longer change the way I speak or how I look to please someone else. I live from my heart from myself first and the right people are attracted to me and the wrong ones fall off.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful statement. And it's really true when you raise your vibration, the people around you, they're either going to stick around or not stick around. And a lot of times they don't know why they're not sticking around, but they just are not at that level of consciousness and vibration where they can actually Accept you and be around you. Um, it's it's interesting how in a spiritual journey that the vibration changes in so many different ways, and how people do fall off. And that's nothing personal. It's just they're in a different path than that's you correct. are.
1: And that took a little while to get used to too, because I, in the beginning I had so many friends falling away, and I had you know I I had pushed. Or I had some family members fall off as well. or And it's just like we weren't vibrating at the same level. I was continuing to grow, and they just wanted to make me wrong for everything or um, speak down to me or verbally abuse me. And I was no longer accepting that in my life. And I was setting boundaries. And um, I was no longer taking the BS, you know?
0: I think that's wonderful. You know, one of the things that I think people... Don't always realize is that just because someone has been in your life a long time, or even if they're a family member, you don't owe them anything. And they don't just guarantee, have a guarantee to be in your life. You only allow people in your life that are worthy of being in your life. And it you know, it actually brought a tear to my eye when I hear that, you know, your family and your friends that you've been with forever are are giving you, you know, uh, crap, I guess I would say, um, for your belief, for your spiritual journey and your path. And you're coming from love and light. And it just, it just blows my mind how people can reach out and attack that. And it yeah, makes me sad. Yeah, I
1: Absolutely. Um, you know... It's been an interesting journey to unfold. I've also had, you know, my you're raised by your parents. So for my for my teachings, we're taught that from the age of conception to seven, we have no filter. So we end up taking on all these judgments and beliefs about ourselves that aren't true. That were really projections from other people that put on to us. My father got sick in 2019, right. and I had to. Um, he lost. He had a stroke. He lost his voice, and I became his full-time caregiver. And what I realized in that first year of taking care of him was everything that he was not able to do, like speak his truth, stand up to his siblings, he had taught me to do over the years. And it was because of this experience of what we transitioned to that I got to witness it and live it because I had to stand up to his siblings because they were trying to take me to court for my guardianship. And I'm my father's only child. and when the CPS came into the house, ch- um, they did like a safety check and the lady said, I sat down with the lady to have a conversation and my father was present. And I said to the lady, I said, his siblings don't understand. My father was the, the first male. And what they don't understand is my dad always just allowed them to be. and never really spoke his truth. But if he could speak right now, he would tell you he loves his siblings. Yes. But he does not like the people who they are. He doesn't like that his sister is a bully. He doesn't like that both the other two siblings are alcoholics and drug addicts and he would never allow them to take care of him so that the fact that this was happening um, wasn't weird, but it was also a place where I needed to be to stand into my power. I needed to have that fight to go to court and fight that battle and know that I could win and know that. I was doing the right thing and that I was strong enough to do anything. Like after I did that, I was like, Oh, I could do anything in the world. Like put anything in front of me and I'm getting it done.
0: That is truly um, inspiring story that you did that for him. And wow, that's, that's some serious boundary that you're holding to like go up against siblings because it's, it's almost ego based. No, I want to take care of him. No, I want to take care of him. And they don't want to take care of him. They want the admiration and the applause and the cheering of like, oh, my God, you're such a good person. You're taking care of your brother.
1: <laughs> well, that was the funny thing. It was like they're all like my dad was 60 something years old and the one sibling lived in uh, New York. The other one was in New Jersey and the other one was in Tucson. So I was like, what are you guys going to do? Move here? Like, it makes no sense. No, no, and the sister that, no, the sister that took me to court no, was like, not. well, I'm a retired ER nurse. Okay, and so you just want control his medical? Like, you're not living here, though. Like
0: that's You know, boundaries are so important. And it's interesting when you set boundaries and you lay down the law of boundaries, how people that have been violating your boundaries really show up. And they're v- it's very aggressive response. Like if people were honoring just normal boundaries with you, and you set up a different boundary, um, it wouldn't really be that. But they're they're willing to to bypass your boundaries and not honor your boundaries, and I find that you know really um, amazing in how when you set up a little boundary with someone, the 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 pushback that they have because they've had free reign of you <laughs> and they've just done whatever they've yeah. wanted to do, and now you set up just a minor boundary. Absolutely. So good for you. And so you won, yeah, right? Won you won in court, court and then you were able to yeah, take care of your I father? I
1: guardian and I still take care of him. And, you know, we're still, you know, two peas in a pod. He's still, I, we're still, you know, I'm on the spiritual journey because of him. He led me, he guided me. And I appreciate, he was a graduate of the Barbara Brennan program and the East Coast. And I appreciate everything that he's taught me and everything that I got to see unfold the way that it unfolded. You know, we got to spend three months in India together. We were very, very, we are very, very close. Um, but I want to be who I am today. If he wasn't there to guide me and mold me the way he did. And I'm such a strong woman and I'm so passionate about this work because it has done miraculous things for me to grow and be the light that I am. And I would not change one bit of it.
0: I'm glad you wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. I think you're just a beautiful soul. I'm thrilled you're here today. I know that the listeners are really going to enjoy this conversation. And I really want to thank you for, um, standing up Thanks. for your father because sometimes battles with, you know, courts is just one. You don't have the resources of financial, but also you don't have the strength and the power, but your love for your father uh, allowed you to get through that. And that really showed you how powerful you are and how all that was necessary for you to evolve into what you are now which is making a significant impact um Thank in the you. world so you do some other cool things so you do yep. your toe reading and yoga nidra tell me a little bit about yoga, yoga. nidra because I, I think it's important, so you know, I, I really wanted to dive into your story, and I really am so thrilled you shared that. It was very moving, and I can see that you're moved by it as well. the The path of a spiritual enlightenment takes so many different turns, and some people just dive deep into it, and it's their own personal journey. And what you've done is you've dived in deep into it, and it's your spiritual journey, and you have. Resources that you share with other people to help them on their journey. So, yoga nidra. Tell me a little
1: bit about yoga nidra. That. Um, it's you know, it's beautiful. It's a deep meditation. It brings you to those subconscious levels into the theta brain waves. Um, and it's, I think, it's one of the easiest modalities because it's like um, me speaking a script, a- allowing myself to drop into that energy. And it's like transcribing through me into that person. And as I speak the words, they flow in and out of a healing and it allows them to go to those deeper places where they may not be able to visit on a conscious level if they're um, trying to meditate or, you know, do their own healing work. So it allows you to drop in deeper and miraculous things happen within those brainwaves while you're dropping in.
0: Now is that different than the yoga that I do, where I am in the sitting dog position, where it's really hard, <laughs> and I have to look at myself and go, you know, I am not in good shape. I am trying to do this, and I am not in good shape. Is that the is there is that yoga like you do on a mat, like hot yoga, but yoga nidra is something it is. different.
1: So no yoga nidra, you find a um, comfortable position, whether if it's sitting down, lying down. We want you to be completely comfortable. You could even do it in a recliner. Um, and then we have you maybe do some stretches beforehand or some breathing techniques. And then we talk you down into a script. Um, and it lasts about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how long of a script. And what we do is have a conversation you, with you before to see what you're going through. And then we'll customize right. the script to the person. Or if we're doing it in a group, we'll just generalize the script. So
0: is it more of a guided yeah. meditation? Okay, cool. Cool, and then you do Reiki, which I love. I love Reiki. I have so many friends that practice Reiki in my life, and I'm so blessed because they always Reiki me, and I I love it. So, for those of you that don't know what Reiki is, you may
1: yeah, Reiki share. is beautiful. It's you know, it's running, it's being the conduit for uh, the divine to work through you to help your client in front of you, and you're basically starting at the crown and you work yourself down through each chakra and then back up, and it's about clearing out any blockages, letting those chakras open and flow, setting an attention beforehand. Yeah. It's a beautiful
0: thing. It's a beautiful thing. Eve, I want to say thank you so much for being here. If you want to reach Eve, you can reach her at healthyselfeve.com. Thank you for being so, so vulnerable and willing to go deep and share that beautiful story um, with your father and yourself and, how you accomplish that. And thank you for being who you are in this world, in this universe, and for being just a catalyst for thank transformation. You, thank
1: you. If you haven't looked into family constellation work, I suggest that. It's a beautiful piece as well. It's another modality where you're healing those ancestral um trauma that's passed down from generation to generation. Um, it's been a beautiful unraveling for me. I've been going to Jamie and Peter Force on the East Coast in Massachusetts to be trained. Um, it's absolutely, to see the movement and to see what can unfold and to see the family ties changing and family coming closer together because these younger generations are willing to do the healing and step up, it's been beautiful.
0: Love it. Love all the transformational tools that are available to us in this incredible universe that we have. And thank you so much for your support and taking time out of your busy and precious day to listen to Life Transformation Radio. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along, my very special guests, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actus. Until next time.
1: This is Life Transformation Radio. Download complete.
2: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?